0: Nico. welcome back, my friend. It's good to be here.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Welcome to Pod256, a now-so-weekly Bitcoin podcast focused on Bitcoin, mining, energy, and proof of work. Hosted by me, Rod at Bitkite on Twitter, and you can also find me on Nostr. The other co host of Pod 256, just the one and only and greatest of all time, Econo Alchemist.
1: That was quite the intro. Hey, buddy, Way we're to back. R- roll out the red carpet for me. Thanks. Buddy,
0: we're back. You're the one. Uh, I'm just so thankful that we're kind of figuring this out. We still got a lot of things to figure out, but. Um, I always look forward to uh, recording these rips with you and leaving the Nashville Energy and Mining Summit. Both of us, after we did our bromance of saying goodbye at the airport, we're like, we got to keep this train going.
1: Yep. And so here we are. Yeah. Once a month just doesn't cut it. It does not. And I mean, we were just inundated with fans (laughs) at the Mining (laughs) Summit. (laughs) Just autographs
0: left and right.
1: Seriously, I couldn't get a fucking breath in <laughs> edgewise. They just demanded that we get in hot tubs every
0: week, you know, do a bunch of things. So like one of our fans actually just brought a hot tub, you know, and was like, "Hey, Eco, come on in with the hot tub."
1: Yep. That's which I did willingly. Which you did. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Which I got to say, by the way, uh, our friend Baseload pointed out at the summit, I I thought it was really funny that the CEO of the Tennessee Valley Authority was doing a panel at the summit. Nashville had been hit with more snow in 24 hours than it usually gets in 365 days, and the. Energy companies were doing a conservation appeal for the whole area while the summit was going on. <laughs> but in like fashion, the Bitcoin miners at the summit were running a miner in the black box and pointing the hash rate to pod 256. And Schnitzel had two S19s set up in an <laughs> immersion tank that he was using in a double loop system to heat a hot tub in the snow out in front of the park. And so you've got this, you got the CEO of the TVA coming through, like looking at these miners and like how we're using the heat to run a hot tub while there's uh, uh, an appeal for conservation going on. Like during the worst weather event Nashville has seen in what, since 1870? And- Something like that. Dude, it was fucking hilarious. We just turned it on just to show him real
0: quick, you know, and, uh, we, we were playing our part, uh, the Nashville city and, uh, Tennessee. So don't, please don't bring your pitchforks out and be like these dang Bitcoiners. Actually, by the way, the my, the, uh, quick, uh, what did he say that they curtailed like a thousand megawatts or something, or maybe 2000 megawatts? Uh, they
1: no they they produced a thousand megawatts more than they had ever produced. That's right. Previously, and there were a thousand megawatts curtailed. Exactly. So net
0: knew they were producing two thousand more uh, megawatts than previously right. before but don't try
1: and change the subject on me too fast because (laughs) bullshit. We were running that hot tub for like three days straight (laughs) and it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. And my uh, kids loved it. I loved it. Heck thank you. Schnitzel.
0: Schnitzel was the man. I mean, uh, just a backstory on that. I mean, we invited him and kind of rugged him and others on the telehash, and he's like, yeah, you know, still I'll come up and, uh, you know, we hit, get hit with this crazy uh, snowstorm. We get, uh, you know, you saw it at my house, eco, It was Lord of the Flies. No <laughs> school, no babysitters. Like kids wanting to go play in the snow for fifteen minutes, then come back in, get undressed, then go back in the snow and be like, "Okay, got to do this all over again." I mean, I was, and I didn't get I even mean, get to the park until maybe like Wednesday afternoon or something. It was just nuts. Um, but a massive shout out to Commander Josh uh, at Bitcoin Park leading the troops. It was a winter wonderland at Bitcoin Park on Monday and Tuesday. And our volunteers cleaned up the park so well um, to have that uh, place in uh, spick and span shape. So, anyways, Schnitzel messaged me, like, hey, where's a 240 volt out? I was like, no clue, my man. I am dealing with like all this other stuff and like a million people flying in from all over the world. Uh, please, me familia,
1: figure this out with Josh. And he did. And they crushed it. Yeah, it was awesome. They did a really good job. And um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that uh, coming from the Intermountain West, it is <laughs> quite the spectacle to see everybody in Nashville <laughs> looking at like five to eight inches of snow and like completely bewildered. There, like, there were people, like, walking down the street, like, with their phones out, like, filming <laughs> the snow. Like, it was an apocalypse or something. And it was, like, all the stores were shut down, the restaurants, the cafes. Like, the everything came everything to a screeching halt around there. Um, and that was just kind of funny to see because I'm used to a lot of snow where I come from.
0: Yeah. Well— I'm just so thankful that everyone did show up. Eco, you showed up with your family, your beautiful family. That was awesome. And um, for the most part, people showed up. We had 150 plus people, uh, you know, alluded to the CEO of TVA was there. Um, we'll, and we'll talk about some of the other guests that were there. But it was just an amazing combination of some of the best Bitcoiners, miners, energy producers, from the full spectrum, like from the pleb of plebs all the way up to, you know, the largest mining pools and uh, mining operators in the world uh, convened and broke bread here at Bitcoin Park, which was pretty special. Um, so what day is today? Today is January 24th, 2024, and we are at height 827188. And finally, we are on episode number 33. So, Eco. by the way, besides how you're doing, you, which you're doing great and you're looking great, um, can you give us an update on our stream StreamSats point hash?
1: Yeah. This podcast is 100% audience funded at the moment. At the moment. We're not opposed at, to having sponsors. We, we've, we okay. Tangent. Good,
0: good tangent right <laughs> now. Right off the bat, we've done two tangents already. Um, Eco and I talked about it and we're like, look, if we want to do this weekly... We need to figure out different funding mechanisms, and especially coming from the National Energy and Mining Summit and a number of folks that were... Uh, I know we joke about the number of people listening to this pod, but the people that do listen are some of the best of the best in the Bitcoin space, and we're truly appreciative that they listen to this pod. And um, and we're going to figure out uh, how to make this uh, financially work. So there'll be new- more news to come
1: on that front. Should we tell listeners what the money goes to support exactly because I think that would maybe help motivate it because like if they think they're giving us sats and then I'm just like drinking pina coladas in a hot tub in Nashville then maybe they're not so motivated to share the wealth with us but if they kind of understand what we're doing with the money I think maybe it would kind of totally so there's Tom motivate first
0: and foremost there's Tom and we want to support Tom and um he is unbelievable Uh, his level of commitment and a level of excellence in producing live shows as well as our weekly show is amazing. And we want to figure out a way to, uh, keep Tom, uh, with us. So that's the first and foremost, uh, second of all, you know, this is also our time too. So like, we want to, you know, make sure that like this continues to be there, but that's like the very secondary thing. And there's also uh, the, the one before us is there's other ways to create more content, you know, and just looking at the landscape of Bitcoin education. Like, for example, we had so many new people coming in that were also miners and um, Bitcoiners. Like, what's the best place for them to point to to stay in touch with, uh, you know, and up-to-date about Bitcoin other than following folks on Twitter, subscribe to this podcast and others? There's other pieces of content that Ico and I are thinking through um, that we want to create. So, um, is that a good recap eco?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got to take care of Tom so he can take care of us. Cause without Tom, man, you, you do not want to hear a pod Two Fifty Six episode that has not been edited. It is messy. 100%. Awkward.
0: <laughs> we love you, Tom. All right, so let's see. We, we have, like, two or three terahash pointing to us right now.
1: Uh, right now, we're up to 3x exa hash. That, oh, big news here. No, I'm kidding. We have 3.06 terahash being pointed to us Hell at the yeah. moment from Blizzabler, tried and true, always pointing us hash rate. Um, if So, like I was saying, it's a 100% audience-supported podcast at the moment, subject to change if we get sponsors, uh, but if you are interested in supporting the podcast, we have a name. If you use paynims, it's pod256. Or uh, you could also point hash rate to us by going into your miner configuration file and pasting any Lincoin URL. And then for the worker, for the miner you want to point to us, use pod two fifty six whatever your alias is for the worker name. And um, if you append pod 256 with your alias, then we'll be able to give you a shout out on the show. So since the last episode, we have received hash rate from, and most of these were during the, um, the mining summit last week. So we had the HashTub defroster, which was schnitzel and tech engineer. And then we had HashTub at Bitcoin Park, which I think was the other miner in that setup. Uh, and then we had one called the Mining Summit, which I think Aaron did in the oh, black that's right. box. Yep. Right? And then we had, uh, okay, so this is a big one, Candyland Speedboat Barn. So Ooh. those crazy guys pointed more than one petahash to pod 256 during God, that the insane. Mining Summit for 24 hours. That so is a huge insane. shout out to those guys. Thank you. That means a lot. Um uh, When you say those guys, do we want to –
0: they want to – I mean, it's kind of in the name, Speedboat and Barn.
1: Yeah. So, well, it's BTC Speedboat on Twitter, I think, is his exact – maybe I should pull up the handles. You want me to pull up the Twitter handles?
0: Dude, we got to give them the best love. Dude, both – okay, so they were both at the park, uh, and they came up and told us each that they're doing this. And we're like, holy shit, we're not even doing the podcast. Like – you guys don't have to do this. To like, no, we need to do this. This is awesome. Like, thank you so much for X, Y, and Z. And we're like more thankful of them. So big shout out to those guys. This is the second. They were here last year for the inaugural Nashville Energy and Mining Summit. I'm coming back from probably a nicer place than uh, Nashville. You know, under you know zero degree winter s- storm, Nashville. Uh, they could have been in a lot better place, and they decided to come see us, which is. Which is awesome,
1: yeah. So give those guys a follow on Twitter. Their Twitter handles are btc twatterpants <laughs> for barn miner, and btc speedboat for rocket miner. Oh, nice. Or b rocket miner, rocket miner. But thanks, you guys. We'll link to them in the show notes too. Um, who
0: else? Eco. Uh,
1: and then there was one other one in there. The RVA traveling S nine NR three I. Believe that's one of Schnitzels as well, mm. uh, and then uh, that was it. Because I already mentioned oh, yeah, Liz Abler, so.
0: dude. Massive, massive. Uh, I love the 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 stream stats point hash kind of mantra. Um, thank you again to everybody. Um, all right, we're gonna grip it and rip it because we got a lot to get through, especially from last week. Shall uh, shall we share some stats, eco?
1: Yes, according to our friends at newhedge.io, Bitcoin difficulty is 70.3 trillion Mm. and set to increase around 2% at the conclusion of Epoch 410, which should be around February 2nd. According to our friends at mempool.space, hash rate is roughly 515 exahash on the 14 day moving average. According to our friends at Insights.Brains.com, hash value is currently 190 sats per terahash per day, and the having is due in 86 days, according to CoinWars.com. Oof! 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 I don't know. I, I did the oof um,
0: sound thingy, my What? How, what are your thoughts coming
1: into the having, Eko? Um my thoughts are I hope you have learned some valuable lessons in your <laughs> mining journey over the last couple of years. Cause shit's about to get real. All you motherfuckers are going to get wrecked. I told you so you should have never started mining in the first place. No, I'm kidding. But
0: seriously, no, Tom clip that out. It's like one of those, um, gotcha clips where you just clip that out and then don't, Uh, the before and after, and we got, we got them.
1: We got them. Um. (laughs) No, I, um, dude. Yeah. So having's coming up, mining block subsidy is, is going to get cut in half. Obviously that could drastically impact the mining revenue in sats that miners are receiving for their hash rate, you know, with like the ordinals craze and and all that you know maybe it's possible that the transaction fees uh contribute enough that the blocks are still rewarding miners somewhere around six bitcoin uh as we've seen in a few instances there were some blocks where it was like 6.25 bitcoin for the subsidy and then like another like six and a half bitcoin Mm -hmm. just in transaction fees so It's possible. Uh, Is it likely? In my personal opinion, probably not so much. Um, If you were smart, you would probably be just making your plans around receiving about half the rewards that you're receiving now. Um, So that being said, hopefully you're double spending your money on heat and using the heat that the miners produce. Mm -hmm. If not, that's okay too. You know, when you – look at other ways to acquire Bitcoin, mining still may be the best way for you to do that, depending on what your situation is. Um, If you're really smart, Ooh, big brain, right side of the bell curve. You'll probably have figured out a way to build a business that supports your mining hobby or a business that the mining hobby supports. So if you have some other services built on top of mining or you have some services that allow you to mine, then you're probably going to be in a good position for the long run through this next having and beyond. Uh, and if you're just trying to like straight up mine, like riot, you're going to get wrecked. (laughs) So we're coming to eat your lunch, riot. Nice. Okay. Well, I'll take a, uh,
0: a slightly different, uh, perspective. Um, I do think the ones that have, that have the liquid capital, like have liquidity going into this and are able to negotiate pre, and this is more on the larger scale, mid to larger scale miners, uh, pleb miners, I think are going to be fine. I mean, they, they're cock, we're, we're all cockroaches. We just figure it out, you know, as, uh, and figure out our economics and, and such. On the larger scale front, you know, especially on the public side, if you have liquidity, if you're able to negotiate with the larger manufacturers on um, good S21 and all these other uh, uh, deals on a good price per tera hash and maybe some sort of rev share as it relates so you're not outlaying the cash to replenish your fleet of miners, you could be well positioned. It's that middle tier we've talked about for so long that like have a high cost per kilowatt, have like mid to lower, uh, gen machines that are not going to be, um, uh, profitable coming into the having. So I have my popcorn. You have your popcorn. It's going to be April 20th, uh, or April 19th. Oh, Actually April 20th. April 20th. Fuck uh, yeah. 420. Th- that's right. That's right. Um, and so we'll see, I think that's, that's going to be interesting. And, and it just, the hash rate continues to go up. I know this wasn't even on our uh, list of topics cause we got the uh, NEMS to go through so much, but do you notice the, because of the weather, uh, 20, 25% of the total hash rate just turned off,
1: um, or curtailed, yeah, I mean, Okay, like what? What? What was that windowing though? That wasn't like on the two week average. Uh, like maybe it? on like a daily average, but yeah, that's yeah, like... yeah. Sorry,
0: on a daily average, correct? It it wasn't like through a whole. Um, it wasn't uh, through a whole uh, epoch, if you will.
1: See, I'm just like very skeptical of the daily average hash rate numbers, like twenty five percent over the course of a day, like. Wh- We're just guessing, like, we don't really know what the hash rate is. You know, we're just basing that off of how fast the blocks are being found and what the difficulty is. So to look at that over the course of a day and then assume that 25% of global Bitcoin hash rate went offline, I don't buy it. Did a lot of hash rate go offline in Texas? Yes. Was it 25% of global Bitcoin network hash rate? I don't think so, but I'm a skeptic.
0: Yeah. We shall see. We're all making it up as we go. Um, all right. Great job running down the stats. I
1: didn't shall- mean to derail you there. No. Were you, you going to say something about curtailment? Curtailment and-
0: No. I mean, the, a lot of miners did curtail. A lot of miners got paid for their curtailment. Good for them. I guess it's another revenue stream. Um, I think there may be interesting programs that come about that makes— working with your energy, uh, provider, even more of a tighter relationship, if you will, not to be vague, but I just think there's a, I think the energy producers and providers are learning more and are interested in learning more about how to partner with Bitcoin miners and operators. So I think there'll
1: be more on that front. Do you think these curtailment deals, like selling energy back at a higher price, like Do you think that's going to get these large miners through the next halving? Uh, I don't think, as
0: a standalone, I don't think so. As uh, an additional insurance policy to to minimize their downside risk, absolutely. I mean, like, imagine if the curtailments weren't in place. They would be DOA, uh, most likely. Um, Because if you're asked to shut off and you're not able to make the revenue at the multiple that you need or the, the margin that you need to, you're just like smoked. Um, so I, I, mean, I, it's just gonna be interesting to see if there's other ways that they can set up these deals. Like when they say demand response and curtailment, this is typically, I don't know, days, hours. What if it was minutes or seconds? Hmm. What if there was an active market or something like that? Who knows? But we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, Nashville Energy and Mining Summit Year Two for you, Eco. There's only been two years. What'd you think?
1: Year three? Oh, yeah. oh. Well, I guess I'm counting December eighth, twenty twenty one. Ooh, the that, brewery
0: that that was the Nashville Energy and uh, Mining Summit uh, number zero pre Pre-game. Yeah, let's let's go back down memory lane. That was All right. uh the first time I think we you and I met in person. Uh you brought your family yep. that time as well, which was awesome. We drove
1: out there because they were they were they had mask mandates to get on an airplane. And me and my family were like fuck you. We'll drive across the country, motherfucker, before we'll put a mask on our face. Good for you. Yeah. Um so that
0: was 2021. Was it December? Okay. December 8th,
1: 2021.
0: For those listeners that have come to- I'll never
1: forget that day. It was packed.
0: I mean, it was unbelievable. It was December. Although the price was ripping. I think we were like top tick in the market at that time too. So there was like that energy as well, I believe. I want to say it was like December 9th, 2021, uh, Bitcoin price. Um, it's probably, about oh no, k. yeah, 47 K. So
1: it wasn't okay. that crazy. Um, we're almost right back there.
0: We're almost right back there. What are we at right now? I don't
1: know. 40,000, 40,000.
0: Yeah. 40,000. Um, anyways, everyone's feeling good. Uh, these meetups, I, I kind of like made the meetups into like events. I would have like multiple panels <laughs> for each of the events. Now I've kind of like, gone down to one, uh, just based on bandwidth. And that one was 200 to 250 people uh, packed all the way up in the uh, upstairs area, hanging off the stairwell, all the way downstairs into their outdoor area to hang and, and chat. We had you. We had Diverter. We had Colin Harper. We had uh, Matt Odell, Marty Bent. The list goes on. Who else did we have there, Eco?
1: uh, Fluffy Pony was in the audience wearing his ankle bracelet (laughs) and I got to meet him in person. (laughs) So that that was was fucking
0: awesome. That was awesome. Um, shout out to Fluffy, um, wherever you are in the world. Uh, who else was participating though? Um, in the, uh, meetup, um, there was Max Gagliardi that came in, uh, uh, came in from Oklahoma, which was freaking awesome. Anyways, there was just so many amazing Bitcoiners.
1: That there were those dudes that, like, they gave away the miners? Dude, yeah. In Kentucky.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm butchering and I, I'm forgetting their uh, names. But um, they came in and said, we want to donate some hash. And I was like, that's an awesome idea. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to plug in the miners. So they're like, no, no, no. Just give us a mining pool and we'll point it to your uh address and i was like all right dope well let's do that and uh we did and for i want to say a week or two i actually don't even know where those sats are no I, I i spent them that's right we spent them on that boy. the um the food and 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 so on um for the next meetup that's right that's right we spent those um and by the way kevin zhang from boundary was in, in oh yeah and uh yeah so that was that was awesome But, uh, yeah, what else can I say? I mean, it was just amazing. And from that momentum, there was something about mining and Tennessee and Nashville that got people going. And we did the Nashville Energy and Mining Summit, the year one, weather was crap as well. Like it was warm, rainy, snowy, cold in year one. Uh, so this was January, 2023. Fast forward to January, 2024 winter storm and it was no bueno for someone who was planning 150 people flying in from Kenya, Belgium, UK, Australia, Canada, Paraguay, Mexico. And I'm missing probably like four or five other countries. Oh, California. I can't forget that country, uh, New York, um, and some other places. And it, they kind of, Oh, by the way, uh, I don't think you'll be fine with this me saying this, but like Wiz was com- – oh, because he's a speaker. Wiz was coming in and he got stuck, but now he's here at the park <laughs> this week. He's like, I actually kind of like it when we could just hang Rod. I was like, me too, buddy. Uh, but so I'll, I'll say Japan also came, came through. So that's just – it's just incredible. Um, I love these highly curated, highly intimate, topic-focused uh, Bitcoin – um, glorified Bitcoin meetups that we call summits.
1: Yeah. It's it's, dude, there's so much signal when you get, you know, I I hate the term experts.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. Cause we're literally learning and tinkering as we go. Yeah. There,
1: there there are no like Bitcoin experts in my opinion, especially in mining, but like some of the smartest, sharpest, kindest, most focused, dedicated people in the industry, like sitting down and having these really nuanced, detailed conversations. Uh, and then when you're in the room, you get to hear the audience feedback or Mm -hmm. the questions. And so there's always great questions from the audience. And, um, it's, it's just a really unique experience and it's unlike other mining conferences that I've been to where there's just like the the standard, like you got these booths and merchants and just like all this crappy swag. And it just feels so, it just feels scammy. Like mining disrupts. I, I'm sorry. The Lambo's out front, like the showboating dude, it just doesn't to each their own. That's not where it's at for me Yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. To each their own. Uh, I just get so much more out of the Mining Summit than I do any other mining conference I've been to.
0: I think with the space uh, limitation, right, around capacity, we cannot go more than probably 200 people here. So it's like, all right, if we had 150 people, who are the best uh, – like, I hit you up. I'm like, who else should we – like, who do we want to be hanging – it literally is the – who do we want to be hanging with? And it's like, all right, let's get you know, invite these people, invite those people, invite these people, and uh, and we do this in different pockets of uh, Bitcoin mining groups of people, right? So like, folks from Galaxy, Riot, Marathon, Foundry, Brains, Pleb Miners, schnitz, I mean, like, dude. Uh, tangent. Tangent. I'm, we're gonna get to our takeaways. I just gotta say this takeaway before I forget it. One pleb minor, and I hope I, I, I didn't confirm I can attribute it to him. So I'm not going to do it, but he had such a good, you mentioned the comments and questions that, that to me, uh, besides the hanging out is the best part of these summits. When we open it up to the floor and people are able to, in an, if you've ever been to the park, there's no like massive stage and there's no like uh, barrier between speakers and people. Like when we're done with sessions, It's literally like you just walk up to somebody and introduce yourself or shake their hand or like have a beer with them outside. And uh, our ability, ECO, and I give you a lot of credit as well, to bring the the kind of the pleb miners, the home miners, and the real innovators and tinkerers with the more large-scale pubco miners. This person said like, hey, I would, if I was on the pubco side and the large-scale miner side, Go tap into these home miners and these open source Bitcoin miners that are doing some really interesting stuff. Yeah, of course, it's at a smaller scale, but what they're doing is so interesting that they could apply it to their business. One, so hire them or, you know, figure out some compensation model. And then two, and I'm going to really push for this, and you and I have done some work behind the scenes on this side. But how do we go and promote more open source activity in the mining space and go and fund those folks? We've d- we've been fortunate to help a couple of our friends, uh, but how do we do more in that space? And I think next year we can uh, have some more conversations as we're talking through Pod Two Fifty Six, bringing on guests from guests that are full range, from the plug miners to the the pubco miners. I think that's a kind of a, a personal challenge I I had to myself was like marrying that together because it's such a win-win
1: right like if these pubcos were like notching out like creating holding the space for open source development and bringing in the people who are like passionate enough about this to like give up their like they've got like starving artist syndrome it reminds me of right like they're willing to like give up the roof 100%. over their head and wait, what, what's with the
0: no I'll, 100%? I'm just saying 100%. Okay. I thought you couldn't we, hear me. No, I could freaking hear you loud and clear. It's I, 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 half of me says, I don't want to give away this alpha, but like half of me is like, I want to support and help as many people as possible, especially in the open source Bitcoin mining community. Like if I was running a company right now, a profitable company, I would have been at this summit, been to, I don't want to name names, but I'd be like this person, this person, this one, heck schnitzel, schnitzel. How do you come to my company right now and come look at my entire setup, go to my house and look at my entire setup. How do we go and, uh, let me make a, a pad for you within our mining facility. And it's your tinkering area. Like, you can do open source work, but we have, you know, it's kind of like the first mover advantage as it relates to uh, the development side and then the commercialization side after that. That's why I'm so bullish. I'm so bullish on free and open source software and enabling these folks to tinker and challenge the uh, larger uh, incumbents. And it's it's going to happen in, in Bitcoin mining, whether it's through another company or if I have to freaking start a company and I do it, we're going to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're obviously passionate about it. Bring them in. Give them the resources. Make it all open source. Make that all open source development so it's all out there. Like people who are interested in mining are going to have much more respect for your business. Totally. If you're doing it that way. And then you've got like the best insight and first access to that bleeding edge open source development, you know, and then you're going to be getting contributions from people who don't work for your company Mm -hmm. as well, because it is open source. So you've got like your, your open source lead who's, you know, working on this on your payroll, but then like you've got all these people in the community who are just interested or passionate or doing it as a hobby that are giving back to you as well.
0: We gotta do it, Eco. We gotta do the telehash. I mean, I got. I got we gotta do. Uh, I know I failed on the telehash. <laughs> we had now, our chance. <laughs> we, we had. We had a chance, not the chance, but if we could. Uh, now I got a, a couple ideas. Uh, I've, you know, Eric Hurstman, who he came in from Kenya with uh, his co-founder and CTO, Phil Walton. I just want to give them a massive shout out. Um, so like both of them inspire me, and they're doing massive amounts of work in the uh, the, the on the business side as well as on the uh, on the open source side. And um, they've inspired a couple ideas. Um, so uh, I don't want to talk about the telehash, but uh, I'm going to talk about it and uh, I'm going to talk about it when it's actually launched. Okay. I'm, You're in. Sign me up. I'm cool. good. I'm good, good to go. Thank you. Um, I was ready
1: for the first one. <laughs> I know you, I, were, dude. Right? I've been awake since one thirty this morning, right now. So training, I I, I'm almost going on twenty four hours as it is. Oh man! All right, what was your
0: big, uh, any big takeaway for you? I got, I got several.
1: Dude, I just, um, I'm very bullish on where the mining industry is headed. I. I I really don't think the having is going to slow anything down, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I, I think the hash rate is going to continue to go up and people are going to figure out more clever ways to do things with mining that enable other businesses to grow on top of mining or um, to do businesses that enable them to support their mining desi- um, operations. Um I think we're going to see more open source development. I think, I think the future's bright when it comes to Bitcoin mining and, uh, you know, being at Bitcoin park was, was, uh, evidence of that.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, 100%. One other, uh, kind of tweet. And I'm curious to know your response to this. Uh, it's, uh, our friend Tom at standard Bitcoin. And I, and I, after, um, Jeff Leish's, uh panel, We Like the Isotope. By the way, we'll link to the schedule, which we're going to plan to release on Thursday or Friday, which is tomorrow or Friday. Um, uh, after attending Bitcoin Park's Mining and Energy Summit, I'm reminded of the quote by Mark Andreessen, software is eating the world. I'm even more convinced of Bitcoin mining eating the energy industry. And um, after a number of our fortunate conversations with energy providers and producers and such, both on-grid and off-grid, I do believe in that well, that statement for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it brings a, a new monetization tool to an already existing industry that like has a lot of waste. Oh,
0: and it doesn't even, yeah, it has a lot of waste. Um yeah, we were reviewing some stats around just the wasted energies from Stranded Flare and other energy sources. Um, this is where I'm about to put my complete and undivided attention into the Bitcoin mining space in 2024 and beyond. And I believe you are uh, as well. And it's just such a massive opportunity for entrepreneurs that are uh, curious curious about solving problems and looking at those as opportunities like, oh, that's a big problem where it's, you know, that flare gas over here or that, and then just figure it out. I got to give Megawatt a big shout out. Ilya and that whole team who came down, they're up in Indiana and just figuring it out at the local level within their, uh, their area and building some pretty sophisticated and, um, uh, pretty large, uh, operation. Um, and that was another big takeaway from year one. Well, I'll say year one being, yeah, 2023 to to the, this past um, year, even in the, well, we had a kind of a bull market from 15K to whatever we were, 40K. Uh, but even before that, miners were like, you know, cool to say like one megawatt or whatever. The miners that showed up at this event were like, yeah, now I'm up to 10, 100, 250. I mean- 500 megawatts, I'm like, holy shit, you had the perseverance and commitment to stare the bear market in its face, because this is not like a light switch, let's flip it up. And, uh, and uh, this is like capital and time investment to then make this play. And I'm just so impressed by these folks.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, to your point, and, and like with the having coming up, I, I think those entrepreneurs that are finding the wasted or underutilized energy sources those are the ones that are those are going to be the the rock stars over the next few years totally uh totally because it's most defensible
0: right like i mean again gives gridless a shout out not only the most defensible on figuring out the energy source but they're tying it into their local community to figure out some uh commercialization that benefits all i mean is there ever going to be a, a perfect deal maybe not but if you can figure out some sort of trade-off between cash flows and energy sources and community involvement and so, so on magic can happen at that local level which I'm, I'm super bullish on
1: yeah dude when half a billion people on the african continent don't have electricity like yeah dude, right. any step in that Toward that direction is a, is a step in the right direction. The, the, another takeaway I had is, dude, um, I, w-
0: especially with COVID, especially with, I have a million kids now. Uh, I was like, you know, <laughs> facts. Um, I was like, oh, I'm just staying in Nashville. I'm staying in Nashville. Like, I mean, this is one of the reasons why Bitcoin Park exists is because I was so selfish and I was like, oh, please, everyone, me familiar, come to me. Um now i'm um hopefully I got to talk to my wife. and uh, I want to explore more uh, the folks in Paraguay, Mexico. You know, Herstman and Philip were inviting us to the African Bitcoin conference eco, yep, you know. So
1: it's December we got an invite to Prague from Brains as well, oh, nice. yeah, so we got to, we got to hit up Prague and Africa. so, Listeners, <laughs> those <laughs> those plane tickets don't buy themselves. Oh, plane
0: tickets? Oh, um, oh, you're gonna fly scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, got him. Yeah, oh, I need a, I need a got him sound pad, uh, <laughs> Tom. Dude, Robert, uh, freaking bikes and Bitcoin came and was amazing. I mean, dude, he he is, brought his
1: family too.
0: He brought his family. Um, beautiful family. I'm so I happy liked what
1: me. Rory was saying, the The most important KPI key performance indicator for those who aren't in the know of that acronym. Y- you uh, knew Eco was a former
0: suit when he's uh, throwing out those acronyms. Yeah.
1: <laughs> most important KPI is the number of families showing up to these summits. Yeah. And sure. as someone who like was bringing my family like, as soon as I got involved with this stuff, like it was yep. just always important for me to bring them along and show them what I'm doing and, you know, involve them in this vision I have for a better world, you know, because I'm doing it for them. Totally. And I think I think a lot of Bitcoiners are are doing what they do for their families and for their children and to see more and more people showing up with kids and more and more people having kids. See, I'm, I'm old enough now that like my kids are significantly older than like, there's like this generation of Bitcoiners that are all having kids now. So there's a lot of babies, but, um, it's, uh, it's awesome to see. And I love seeing the involvement.
0: 100%. 100%. Um, man, I mean, I could go down this list. I actually kind of do want to go down this list of just the schedule. And this, again, will be published on BitcoinPark.com. Um, the fact that we were able to kick it off— Oh, by the way, real another quick tangent. tangent. Uh, so we mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned—I know, it's just going to be tangents and 100%. That's that's a show title, by the way, Tom. <laughs> tangents and 100%. You know it's a good show when it's just those two on the sound pad. Um, dude, okay, so Czech Republic— African Bitcoin Conference. All right, I gotta like plan my. Uh, uh, I gotta I gotta put in my vacation request with the boss, so I gotta make sure <laughs> I get this lined
1: oh, up. Oh man, you may not fly scheduled, but I I don't have to ask anyone for permission. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we call trade offs, buddy. Trade offs. <laughs> um, and for those folks listening, I I don't think I've never flown private my life so one day maybe um so we'll fly scheduled over there uh, oh these poor guys so many so many people told me they're like it took us 18 hours 26 oh, hours yeah three days to get to nashville and it like that's another reason like if i ever get invited to any of their events i'm gonna now do my best again no promises um but i'm just gonna do my best to just show up um, because. Um, I think that's the best way to say besides how grateful and thankful we are, um, that's the least we can do.
1: Do you have to take, like, I remember you used to have to take like a, a number of shots and vaccines to travel to Africa. Do you still have to do that? I'm not talking like the COVID vaccine, but malaria and
0: yeah, yeah, sure. I, I bet you still do. I mean, when I went to Burkina Faso, um, where the fuck is that? In West Africa. Oh, okay. um it's uh actually oh, I'll let him tell the story if we bring him on um uh Philip Walton's got a good story about uh Burkina um he uh or or there and when I was when I actually hiked Mount Kilimanjaro uh in and I am pretty sure I had to take a bunch of shots there dude you want to <laughs> my freaking buddy
1: <laughs> all it, tangents it's no all tangents,
0: no breaks uh yeah, all tangent yeah, all tangents, no scripts. Uh that's much better. That's why you're the face and the uh substance of this show.
1: No, one of I- our listeners said that on Twitter one time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's it stuck with me because it's just got this ring to it that's like very true to the way we roll. Dude, we need, you know, another revenue stream we could do just to support the,
0: the show, which was kind of fun, is we should create some of these bs things that we say and just make it as merch no bitcoin no nothing it's like uh you know uh, all tangents no scripts it's like like, t-shirts of weird idioms yeah exactly (laughs) um put that in our uh, journal of uh, lost ideas tom please um anyways i uh don't eat the street meat when you're uh my buddy was devouring the street meat. And uh, you ever seen that, like, it was one of those movies where I took the, the smallest little nibble of the street meat, and my stomach, let's just say I was not right f- for two weeks post that yeah. trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. i so, been there. I got Montezuma's Revenge when I went through Peru. Ooh, really? Yeah, it was fucking bad.
0: Yeah. So... Um, I do think you need to take a boatload of shots, by the way. Uh, we can ask Herstman and, and those guys. Uh, and also CK was just over there. I want to say. Oh, really? I, I'm pretty sure him and He Glass was at team. the summit too. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. CK was at the summit. Shout out HRF. Um, yeah. So like. So see,
1: I, 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 I won't do shots.
0: You, will you just go? Yeah, I'll just go. Oh, do they have to have like papers at the. The border or something. to show that you That's done? what
1: I think. Yeah. So oh. I have Eric. You got to smuggle me into <laughs> Africa.
0: <laughs> he, he seems like a guy that kind of knows how to do that. I don't know. I'm not trying to judge a book by its cover, but if we if we need to figure out things, and if shit goes sideways, I'd rather I'd want to be on team Eric. Yeah, he's
1: a resourceful guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll sort that. Okay. So we, the the brains guys are throwing a conference. Prague, yeah. Prague, okay. Rock yeah. and roll.
1: That'd be Notice cool. the hat I'm wearing for those of you who can't see us, audio only. I'm wearing a brains beanie right now.
0: Yeah, it is a dope beanie. Um. So, yeah, I mean, like, f- by the way, so, the, uh, para- like, the Latin America is really interesting. I don't know much about it, but I know, like, just at surface level, I learned a lot about the Middle East uh, at the summit. I, a lot that opened oh. my eyes. Not attributing to anybody, you know, and so on. But there were some folks that were speaking of it and making investments over there, doing work over there and so on. And uh, that was a huge takeaway for me. These guys, you want to talk, remember when I was mentioning, oh, if you got liquidity and you got cash and you're ready to make some investments in low cost energy infrastructure and miners, well, those mofos definitely do. Yeah. And um so like as as we, you know, sit here a little tight me, I'm speaking to myself a little tight, you know, nervous about the having. They're just licking their chops waiting for this to happen so that they can probably negotiate even better deals. They own the energy source and they're just like got the best and the brightest over there helping build out their uh mining infrastructure. So I, you know, you're the only one on this pod that uh, calls their shots and, and does uh, uh, predictions. And, Here's you one know, for you. Go, shoot. Next
1: having? Yes. We will surpass one Zeta hash. What are we at right now? 700? 500 uh, X a hash. So I'm saying it's going to at least double. All right. Okay. Tension. Let's uh, talk
0: <laughs> this out because there's some good bets, by the way. I won't attribute the bets to people. And I mean, they'll probably talk about it on Twitter. But um, the 50 Bitcoin block reward uh, bet, I mean, I'm taking the under on that. Oh,
1: what was that all about?
0: Oh, okay. So you may have missed this. Um, yeah. I was out of the loop. Okay. So, uh, oh, so that tweet I sent, well, you're probably like, what the hell is this guy talking That's about? That's why I didn't interact with it. It like, was like, don't, don't be a boomer engagement guy. That's just like sending like random things. So there was this, um, you know how like between sessions I'll bring random people up, you know, as uh, anyways, uh, there was somebody that said, oh yeah, I have this great bet with this other person right there that there will be a 50 BTC block reward in the next, uh, uh, post having. Oh, like, because of the transaction fees because the transa- well they were talking about that the world at a macro level was going to get so dicey and so shifty and so weird and gnarly that large institutions or large people or large hedge funds are going to be holding a lot of bitcoin maybe at a third party custodian maybe at a a place that they don't want it to be held and something happens where they need to be in the next block and send a billion dollars, okay? Would you pay $2 million in the transaction fee to move the billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and move it into and get it confirmed in the next block? I see so many holes with that personally. So I would take the under in this bet because I just, I mean, as a miner, please, me, familia, sweet baby Jesus, yes, I would love. To see a 50 BDC block reward and some, like many of those, I just don't see how that's going to happen uh, post having. Dude, truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. I you see this is why I think I'm going to lose. Is because I'm pretty confident in the under, and just because the math makes sense. I'm like my left brain and my right brain. Or my left side of the bell curve and the right side of the bell curve? are like ping pong and like, there's no way. There's just...
1: Or like, imagine if like, I I mean, I'm just going to throw... Or maybe I'm in the middle, by here. the way.
0: Maybe I'm in the middle, like of the whole thing. And I think I'm on the left and the right side. And maybe I'm just sitting at the top like a dumbass. And they're like, of course, it's going to go hit over. But uh, sorry, go on, eco.
1: Well, like, imagine if like a Fidelity sees... Like a billion dollars worth of their Bitcoin, like suddenly appear in the mempool as a pending transaction, and they're like, "Oh fuck, no, you don't. We're gonna spend that, all those outputs to our you own see? address again, but <clears throat> we've gotta like pay fifty Bitcoin fee to do it. So fucking do it, yeah, dude. That's
0: the solution right there. I I wish you were in the room. We needed more adversarial thinkers for uh to to help." those folks out that were betting the over, uh, because that is, holy shnikes. That would be, I mean, you have to. You have to go and outbid it like none other. You have a fiduciary duty. (laughs) (laughs) To unload all your Bitcoin. (laughs) Spend like, you know, 100 million on the chain. It's only 10%, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's better than losing 100. Would you rather lose 10% or 100%?
0: Dude,
1: I mean, like, I want to keep going on this because, do you think they're in the war room at Fidelity or wherever,
0: and they're like, "All right, what if this scenario happens? What what's our uh, game theory here? What's our trade off of how much money we're gonna spend?" You know, on uh, on this. Yeah. So, like, I I, I that that's a really good example, Eco. Um, I think that could play out. Well, I hope it never plays out. But I think that's a more logical – or not logical. Logical is probably not the right word. But uh, that's the blackish of black swan scenarios where I could see at any point in time happening.
1: All right. So, I mean, I'll caveat this with I'm skeptical that these companies really do hold Bitcoin. Uh, I think there's a lot of paper Bitcoin out there, especially with like all this ETF stuff. I don't fully understand it, so I'm just very skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. But if if they really are holding these astronomical amounts of Bitcoin, they better have a fucking war room with their best <laughs> and brightest, war gaming these different scenarios. Because uh, if they're not, I guarantee you, their adversaries are, and some <laughs> something's going to give eventually.
0: Yes. I'm sending you this uh, link real quick. Um, Take a look at that in your signal when you have a second. Um, The uh, Bitwise just uh, announced um, their proof of reserves. Not only are they uh, attesting to the Bitcoin that they're holding, but they are the first U.S. Bitcoin ETF to publish the Bitcoin addresses of their holdings. Did you see this?
1: I'm looking at it now for the first time. Um, I recognize that screenshot though because somebody—I guess it must—they must have been making a joke. They said that Craig Wright published a <laughs> Bitcoin address that he owned, <laughs> so they must have been making a joke. And now I get it, and it's funny. Um, but to your point, good transparency is good. So I'm—I'm I'm glad that they published that.
0: Yeah, so I, and I haven't dug into this, but it seemed, and again, this is above my pay grade, but is this address controlled by a single key? I saw Jeremy Rubin just blowing it up, as well as a few others. Um,
1: <laughs> That'd be, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, so I mean, just typing it into mempool.space, total received 11,858 and change in Bitcoin. The balance is the same. So they haven't spent any of the Bitcoin they've received. This address has been used in 17 transactions as recently as nine blocks ago. Interesting. We'll dig into that. I mean, address reuse isn't isn't uh, the best practice, but, you know, good for them for, for being transparent. Yeah. <laughs> Th- these addresses are just...
0: Everyone's posting different addresses right now. And it's just unbelievable. Anyways. All right. We got about five minutes to wrap here. Um, it's a legacy address. No multi-sig available from our friend barn miner. Um, wow. Okay. We're going to need to do some sleuthing eco. All right. As you're, uh, up again at 1am, I'll let you uh, do the sleuthing and, uh, and do a long thread. um, I do want to make, uh, bring back co-miner of the week and, uh, and give, uh, schnitzel a massive, massive shout out again for bringing the hot tub, uh, to the park, figuring it out, heating that sunbitch up over, uh, three days at the park. You got to go into it. You got to see it all. So did I, I didn't get into it. Unfortunately. Um, what'd you think of it?
1: Dude, it was amazing. It was like, you know, half a foot of snow on the ground, maybe 10 degrees out. And the hot tub's just sitting there bubbling away at 104 degrees. So, yeah, I brought my bathing suit. My kids jumped in it. The kids were in there for, I don't know, two hours. I was in there for maybe half an hour to an hour. Um, but I think uh, TechEngineer21 on Twitter also re- deserves some recognition because – percent. Uh, When schnitzel got there with the equipment, the water was freezing so fast because of the low temperatures that they had to do some quick thinking to get everything working. So All I know is I called Josh up after I I messaged
0: schnitzel, and I'm like, dude, one, as Ico would say, KPI uh, would be... um, we cannot lose the heat in that building we have 150 people coming in and like we need them uh, just no breaky nothing breaks please me familia and uh no everything worked out perfectly so uh, just massive massive shout out schnitzel because i know it took a lot to just bring it over actually on the first night he actually left his equipment in the car so did you did you hear about the story Maybe refresh my memory. Uh, and and it all all his uh, equipment froze. So he yeah, yeah, thought that's, all out. that's
1: that's what him and tech engineer were working on uh, when I went and visited the park the day before.
0: Yeah, I thought you were saying the water froze. Oh, you're saying yeah, yeah, the water was freezing, but also their equipment was frozen too.
1: Yeah, because there was water in it.
0: Right? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the water. Okay, sorry. I was th- I thought you were talking about the water coming out, but got it. So the water inside of the the hot okay, left like the side the of water the loop side of his double the water loop. system. Yes, was frozen. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. we're on the same page. Yes, amigo. Um, so shout out to Schnitzel, give him a follow. I think he is Schnitzel on Twitter. Uh he's such an amazing uh person. So thanks again, Schnitzel. Um do you want to uh, we got like a few minutes left. I I do think we should just you want to highlight the the samurai uh letter um to FinCEN?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, a couple things in the privacy space that are just worth mentioning and we have the platform and since we're doing the show weekly now, uh I think we'll have to kind of reach beyond mining at points to to make a whole show but um Sorry, Mempool uh, just gave me the cash register sound in my headphones because apparently that ETF address just got another deposit. Ooh. Of uh, – they, they just got a dust deposit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to close this window. That is very distracting. I'm trying to work here, goddammit. <laughs> um, so, okay, uh, FinCEN – has this proposal to basically say that mixing Bitcoin is illegal. Um, And Samurai Wallet got a team of attorneys together. They got support from 25 other companies, including 1031, who helped uh, make a contribution to the costs for the attorneys to write this letter in response to FinCEN. Uh, So... Check out Samurai Wallet's thread. Uh, This is an important issue. And I think what Samurai Wallet has done here is uh, very noble. And I think that they are, you know, very good at drawing their red lines. And so there probably will be lawsuits eventually Mm -hmm. at some point. I'm not sure when. I'm not sure between who. But at least... Samurai Wallet is getting out ahead of this and saying where they stand now. So check that out. And then also the other thing I wanted to mention was that the Tornado Cash developer, Roman Semenov published a video explaining the precedence that the case that he's involved in is going to have for other privacy projects mm-hmm. uh, involving cryptocurrency. So Um, basically long story short there, the U S government sanctioned the tornado cash software, not a country, not a person, not a Bitcoin address, but like the software. Um, and the developer got arrested and he was held for a long time. Uh, I think he's been released, but he's got trial coming up and he was able to put out this video asking for support for his legal defense Uh, And that's also a very important issue because for the government to be able to sanction software uh, is some totalitarian bullshit. So those are two important issues that I just wanted to highlight real quick.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, We'll put the links to both of them in the show notes. Um, This is not going to be easy, man. I mean, like rolling out the red carpet for a Bitcoin ETF and all this other jazz, it's like we're, there's so much more to continue to fight for. It's not even funny. Um, so continue to learn, continue to just put yourself in the best position to not go into this weird dystopian world that yeah. Cause like you mentioned your kids, my kids, like we could be doing a number of different things in this world. We choose to be working in Bitcoin for a number of reasons. And This seems like a valiant effort to get behind from both of these fronts. Um, So,
1: yeah. And just remember the the freedom of speech is an unalienable, God-given right. The government doesn't give you the right to freedom of speech. That is given to you by God. And the government may not infringe on that right. And Bitcoin is freedom of speech. Software is speech. So, don't forget that. And... Stand up and fight when, when you have the opportunity to, whatever that may look like for you. 100%. 100%, my man. And
0: then I just want to give also a shout out to Parker Lewis. Parker came into town and, uh, he had his book signing. I think he sold like an insane, uh, like sold out of all of his books, which was really cool. And like a, a quick shout out, you know, people are like, oh, book signing. He, you know, he quickly signed the book. The dude was writing novels to people like paragraph long, uh, thank you notes, uh, inside the book. So for him to come and leave, uh, the state of Texas and come up here and spend a couple days with us means a lot to me, the Bitcoin park community. So I just want to give Parker a, a massive shout out to,
1: and Marty bent wrote the forward and he was also there. So there's a few people out there who got autographs from both Damn, in that book. I need to, uh,
0: next time I see Marty, Marty, I need you to sign my uh, two copies now. I got to go cross-reference what Parker said in the first one versus the other one. He's like, I forgot that you bought one um, and I sent it to you. Or, or maybe he sent me one or originally and then I bought another one. Um, anyways, he was like writing me out uh, a nice note. Um, Eco, this has been so much fun getting back in the swing of things with you, my man. Yeah, let's keep it going every week. Let's keep it going every week, man. I think we'll, we'll be recapping the mining stats. What's happening in Bitcoin, home miner of the week. If you have any, uh, by the way, it does help us when you subscribe, um, to the pod, um, and follow us on the socials and, uh, come visit us at Bitcoin park. Um, you never know who you run into. Thanks everybody.